all systems go. Yeah, all systems go. Reaching out to cyberspace. Reaching out all over the world. It's that time. That's right, it's that time, ladies and gentlemen. The time. Time for morning coffee. Getting crazy. You know how we do it. Getting everybody logged in. All the subsidiaries coming to you live from all over the globe. I'm Mario Hemsley. It's time for the coffee. Come on! That's right, time to get up. Turn that thing down and get ready for school! It's time for morning coffee. Get off your rusty dusty. Time to get busy. It's been a long time. Got a lot to bring you up on. Come, it's time for our morning exercise. Get down there so I can do some push-ups. <laughs> That's wrong. That's wrong, man. Uh, you know, what we're still doing this, you guys. You know, it's 2016. We said we got to do a special just for you. Morning coffee special. One time. And then maybe we'll come back. Maybe we won't. That's all I can say. <laughs> hey, we got something to talk about. It's been a while. Because everything's happening in Pack Stereo. So that's right. Get ready. Wherever you are this morning, come on and share with us. Get your oatmeal. Get your brand muffins. Get those unfiltered camels. That Those illegal Cubans. That badass Cali. Whatever you're munching on this morning. Whatever you're sipping on. Whatever you're smoking on. Come on and do it with us. We're 420 friendly. Morning Coffee with Mario. We want you to wake up with us, get your move and groove on, because that's the way we do it. It's time. Time to come together. So much happening. Expansion. Dick and I are here today. Hot Chocolate Mika Williams. Well, she's on another journey, as she expands her own thing, too. So I know you're seeing more of us all over the place. Remember, vibe with it. That's right, because this is the only broadcast coming to you from Los Angeles, California, under the Neo-Urban Internet Television Network. We are Pack Stereo, two brothers in the hood. Hey, we may not be in the ghetto, but we always say we can see the fence. And that's the way we do it. Because we're bringing you unique urban perspective. Hey, early in the morning, late at night, we have the 24-hour broadcast machine. That's right, that means you can tune in and watch us all the time, every time. Hey, check it out. You can go to PacStereo.club and join our own unique community. You can go to PacStereo.tv and be in my own playland. Or you can go to PacStereo.mobi where you can watch video for almost the same money as listening to an audio. I'm telling you, build it just for you. I see some of my friends checking in. What's happening, baby? Meerkat, y'all. What's happening, living sheet? <laughs> you know, it's good to see you this morning. It's time for morning coffee, y'all. We told you to get your stretch on. Dick? Yes, sir. What you got this morning for? You know, I'm going to talk a little bit of sports, because You guys had me on hiatus on the 420. Is that a freeway? <laughs> we came to do better than low hiatus. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Be cool. All right. You guys had me on hiatus. Yeah. I didn't have no time to insert that uh, hot picks. Just letting you guys know I'm paying homage to uh, beautiful dark-skinned women. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. Boy, boy, you guys, welcome, welcome to Morning Coffee with Mario. The, this, this, the signature 
pioneering show that we kind of started with. It's been on hiatus. We've been on hiatus. Not because we haven't been working, but because we've been bringing you so much and developing so much of the new shows to come. So we want to thank all of our regular friends for tuning in. And then we got a whole bunch of new friends, Vic, tuning in from Meerkat, Periscope, all over the planet. So thank you guys for tuning in to Morning Coffee. The show's supposed to be coming back. For those of you who don't know, we are the Neo Urban Internet Television Network, Pax Stereo TV. Victor and I run this show. I created years ago using regular proprietary software and programs, a way to stream 24 hours a day. And so right now we're streaming on Ustream, both high quality and mobile. We're streaming on live stream, high quality and mobile. And we also are uh, live streaming on internet radio. So we got it out there. The point being, we are a resource. We would love to showcase your friends, your folks, the bands you know. Remember, stay in touch with us because we are attempting to represent you. So that's what we're doing. We are here in Los Angeles, California. Like we said, we may not be in the ghetto, but we can see the fence right here in View Park, right next to Lemur Park, walking distance, mm-hmm. like two blocks. Yes, and, that, and so we are broadcasting out there to you. Hey, I can tell you guys today, we, during the news, the topics are going to be, got to be, the Academy Awards. Got to be some discussion of the Academy Awards. Sure. But uh, from a different perspective, uh, the whole question is, the whole what happened, how people feel about it, how they feel about Chris Rock, the whole emphasis this year on acknowledging the lack of diversity uh, that is historically, well, part of all America, <laughs> not just the Academy Awards. Right. But... Uh, uh, we're going to be talking about that this morning, and I'm going to have a unique perspective, I think. And so that'll be my topic for the news today. Uh, Vic, what about you? I'm going to go ahead and hit you guys over the head with some sports because I said there's either the truth, there's hating, or there's a reality when it comes to Steph Curry because it seems like whenever somebody brings up something and he raises the bar again and again, the first thing that happens is this is what I say. Don't get old being the best in your sport. And is it true, as always, real life movies always win best pictures because it's about real life. So I feel sorry for the sci-fi, horror, uh, comedy, uh, which may or may not be real life, man. I feel sorry for those categories because they work just as hard as far as I'm concerned. So, Well, we'll get a chance to talk about that today, about the Academy Awards. Uh, some of the controversy, Stacey Dash's appearance, uh, the way they handled all of that. We'll get a chance to talk about all of that uh, this morning here on the Morning Coffee. Okay? All right, announcements for you guys as we often do this week, uh, things are changing. We don't know as of yet what's going to be happening Friday. You got to tune in. You know, we switched our Triple Banger Tuesday to Triple Banger Friday, which means we start out with the Quiet Storm pre show at 7 p.m. And then we go to the Quiet Storm at 8, followed by the I Victor at 10. Well, check it out, you guys. Your boy, moi, Mario, has got to have rotator cuff surgery. On Thursday, now as part of the ongoing series, many of you don't know that I am a board-certified physician, and I will be talking to you about the surgeries because Vic and I talked all this over. We it seemed like it would be helpful. I have so many things wrong with me that the, that people have that are common. I just whatever. 
whatever. So it's a, it's a Vic called it. What do you call it, Vic? Mm-hmm. Empowerment, right? Oh yeah, it is empowerment because you're gonna you're gonna from the perspective of what you're doing, being in the medical profession and also being excellent and expert in your particular field, you get to relate to us the common things we have, the common threads of pain. <laughs> That's what I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to share with you my experience of having rotator cuff surgery. I already started with my selfie series, you guys. Are up, and people say, why? Again, because reality television is teaching us some things. And if you don't agree, let us know. Because it's really an experiment. We're doing our best. It seems that people want to know you more. Doing what we're doing, we are blessed that the kind of internet television we're doing occurred in a time where reality TV has become the norm. It makes the things that we do more acceptable. And now that it's even more than that because of things like Meerkat, Periscope, the kinds of things that we do are more acceptable all over the place. So True we that. so we gotta try. True that. Yeah, we gotta try to yeah. show stuff. And I told Vic I'm not afraid of sharing these things. I am a physician. I I trained uh, I went to medical school at University of Southern California, USC. Trained at LA County Hospital where I went on to do a pediatric residency and then worked as one year's faculty managing the pediatric ICU. I do the stuff. I did the stuff. I've been 30 years as a pediatric hospitalist. So now I'm moving from that. I did this part-time, but now I'm moving from those things into another career. And as I'm attempting to make these changes, I have to deal with the physical aspects of my limitations, which is what actually what prompted this. I took I had to take off to deal with my stuff. And so it left me time to be in a chair. <laughs> right. Right. So I might as well do more video, but I got to do the exercise too. Vic and I talked about this. So this whole experiment that everybody can see, we're going to be sharing with you my perspective as a physician as I deal with aging, health issues, all of those things. I'm going to be giving you unique perspectives on things like like erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> Safe sex for people at my age. <laughs> Whatever that is. Hey, you guys, it's going to be different. It is an experiment. It'll be my attempt to share with you more. Vic and I talked about it. And so you're going to be seeing more of our own selfie series, our own attempts at reality television, while also giving you pertinent advice about health care and my own experiences at dealing with those life's challenges. Okay? All right, you know, every show we're going to have a musical moment. Some of them historical, some not. Here's one that's actually historical. As I bring to you a song I wrote and a video that was actually shot here. What happened was, while the sax player was recording, Paul Russo was recording this, I started acting out the vocals, which were already recorded, into one of the cameras. My buddy was recording the session. This is a live recording of Paul Russo recording a sax solo that he did in one take one take from a song I wrote from a real story the song's entitled Physical be back in just you guys enjoy take a look
three years together. But I could feel up ahead was stormy weather. Oh yeah, we both crossed the line. Forget about love. Now was the crying time. Too bad to end this way. So sad when I heard her say, this <laughs> Dishes right round two. I almost lost my will to fight. Round three, I made a mojo turn. Hey, burn, baby, burn. She said something that I couldn't believe. That's dead. Had my lady threaten me. She was serious when she said it. I just don't get it. This hurt. Is this my woman here talking to me? This hurt. Physicals going down. Furthermore, I don't want you hanging around. Then reality hit home. Too real. I'm gone. Physical. It's gonna get physical. Is this my woman here talking to me? My writing partner behind me, Paul Russo on sax. This is recorded live here in this studio. Looked different back then, huh? This is my woman here talking to me. Mad. 
wrote this song about a true experience. My little little woman threatened me. Little old woman. There are those things that are the deal breakers. <laughs> That's what you call a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, Paul Russo on sax. Last from the past. Physical. If you want to get that track, I have it available for free. Other packs there. You can get it on the SoundCloud, all that stuff. Yeah, before we were an independent television organization, we were an indie record label. And so much of what we did was related to music. Victor, too, has his uh, tracks, and we're going to try to feature those in some of the upcoming episodes of Morning Coffee. Oh, yeah, back, back in the day when music held sway. Oh, yeah. That's about it. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Hell. Yeah, back in the day. All right, here you guys. That's right, it's now time. That's right, the time you've been waiting for. It's time for the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. I don't know which one. The good news, the bad news. You got everybody out. You got everybody rushing out from, uh, from their bedpans right now, man. You got people getting up, tossing the bedpans, <laughs> letting it go. It's that kind of thing. Okay, today's good news and bad news and other shit. We have to focus on the talk of the moment, which has to be the Academy Awards. You know, and the fact that they've been they they got called out for a lack of diversity, uh, lack of. You know, speaking parts, uh, parts, work, behind the scenes, everything. You know, it's not just the people of color, but also for women. I think it was like ninety something percent men. Mm-hmm. That's even they got they got a little bit more color. I don't know. It might not bad. <laughs> so this this year, hosted by Chris Rock, given the task, and I was I wish I knew whether or not the the Academy asked him. To review what his stuff was going to be, Vic. I, well, first thing, yeah. You wonder you, you going into it. Chris Rock was hosting. The first question I had was, Vic, do you think he was given autonomy for the programming that he was doing, or do you, and do you think that they actually checked his stuff before he was set to deliver it? Number one, Chris Rock had total autonomy after they told them their autonomy. <laughs> Because that's the question. Because that's the first question. Who was controlling and making the decisions? Right. And, how, and what was the basis of those meetings? Because you wonder what the intent was. Okay, let me tell you what it seems to be this morning. Though. Okay, first, see if we can agree. I went to look around this morning. It seems to be a morning consensus that everybody pretty much feels happy about the awards. I, I went there... I could tell it was, you know, the reporting, there was some stressful areas, but it seems like when they joked about a lot of the stressful areas, that out of it, people came out of it actually feeling reasonably comfortable. Now, whether that's important or not is a part of this discussion, 
okay? Right. Whether that's important, but at least let's say this. This morning, I don't know what your impressions were after it. Uh, it seemed at least people's, the overall media spin. Right. Because that's what it really is you're seeing. Right. Because there's a whole bunch of links on Yahoo, which are little segments that they have chosen right. to put out there for us. Absolutely. So the media spin is that it was mostly a pleasant experience. What do you, what do you, I don't. Number one is Chris Rock a messenger or a comedian? He's a comedian. He was being comedic. I didn't look for him to be the messenger. That was not that was not what I was looking for. If Chris Rock would have got up front and said, look, all comedy aside, let me tell you what it's about. I said, oh, okay. they allowed him to say, you have autonomy. And I just believe that you have to stir the cup and have trend and viral talk after. And you can't do that in this day and age with the Oscars being tame. Because no one will care. No one. So, so no one will so care. So at the point... Let me just say this. I would have had no problem if they said, he's going to go there, but we're going to benefit from him going there. Because still at the end of the day, are you part of the sorority? Well, he threw out... He may, I, Okay, to tell you the truth, I can only watch so much of the Academy Awards anyway. Not so much that I've been turned off by the racial stuff as I just don't kind of give a shit about the Academy Awards. I'm just one of those people. Like some of y'all don't watch the Super Bowl. So I just don't really give a shit. Now let me tell you something. It wasn't like I don't like movies because I love movies. I'm into directors. I watch a lot of movies. I'm not big into award. You know how many award shows they have? Even though this one, the I just don't give a shit. So I usually go after the fact or I watch the early parts of it, but it takes a long time. As you know, it's a long show. Yeah. And you have to really love movies a lot. And yeah. I, like I said, I just don't... I love movies a lot, but I don't give a shit about award shows. So I watched some, and then I came back and watched some of the clips. So I right. watched Chris Rock's opening mm-hmm. again and some of the other things. And so, you, like I said... It's interesting what their the spin is on it this year because it is the whole question of a lack of diversity. So, so I was wondering with people. Also, the whole thing with Stacy Dash. You see Stacy Dash? No. As soon as you say Stacy, I dash the opposite direction. Yeah, Stacy you know, Dash. For for white folks who don't know, who was the star of Clueless, the black girl in Clueless, the right. black companion girl. That's her one of her defining roles. <laughs> You know what? The issue with Stacey is that she's sort of an embarrassment to most black people because she commonly says things that sound idiotic to us. I, what I, that's the simplest way I can say it. Mm-hmm. They may not sound as idiotic to other people, and I'm, I bet, at least in a circle around her, it doesn't sound that way. But to us, she's an idiot. <laughs> okay, so mm-hmm. from, to most black people. And, right. like, and everybody, every group has their person. Black people are trying to trade her back to white folks. <laughs> they like to trade her. We say we'll take Kesha. <laughs> what are you trying to say, bro? I'm just saying, there are those people. This is wrong. So, Stacy, and let me tell you that that's coming from a guy who, like a lot of guys, looking at her, you totally want to bone her or something because she's fine. But the more she opens her mouth, the less attractive she gets. She's one of the people, as long as she shuts up, she's gorgeous. But the minute she talks, it's like, you know, women, (laughs) ladies know this, because I used to hear this from women I knew. They would tell me, sometimes you meet a guy, and all he has to do is just keep his mouth shut. 
he'll get lucky. But he just can't do it. Hey, look. He just can't do it. You know, Madison Clifton mimics the same thing here on uh, Meerkat. Clueless. It's appropriate, right? So somebody knew back in the day that the show Clueless was a forerunner of what you were going to get later down the road. I want to pay homage to the person who had her in that wonderful show Clueless because isn't karma a bitch? And it runs rampant and wild. And she is out of the box, man. Well, there you go. Now it's time for Mario's commentary because one of the issues about these kinds of things has always been that in the background that they seem designed to make white folks feel better usually at the expense of black folks let me say that again because this is a very long standing it's like driving Miss Daisy see it depends on your perspective I was watching it with my mother saying I want to drive Miss Daisy off a cliff <laughs> I want to put her right in that car sit her ass right over the cliff and see but Miss Daisy changed in the movie see so what you trying to but say. see but remember to us it's like Huck Finn and these to a lot of black folks are movies designed situations designed to make white folks feel better about their interaction with black people so Especially now, let me also say that these this type of feeling is very much generational. Like a lot of things, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a much of the mentality of younger black folks, okay, as it is to be the mentality of older black folks, okay, which also is part of the whole Academy Awards thing. My perspective is that it's actually okay. I've changed when I was younger and more angry about things, which youth tends to do. And then as age has given me the perspective of people changing, I can tell you as a fairly radical leftist and a black person who came up in the 60s, we've already had a movement in public consciousness that is past what I ever expected in my lifetime. And that I mean, I never in my whole life being racist and bigoted one could do openly for the longest time it seemed like that had passed but Donald Trump has come back to remind us that even America today a large percentage of Americans still if not bigots themselves at least are willing to tolerate bigotry that is the proof of Donald Trump Donald Trump proves to you how much bigotry exists in America all right, and how many people will feel that even if they consider themselves not to be bigots, it's not a deal breaker for them if you're a bigot. Right. They'll certainly still support you right. and bond with you. If you're openly insulting Muslims or Mexicans, they'll openly bond with you. So, it's still there, but it's the fact that that's the minority of the consciousness that is so beautiful. When I was a child, Donald Trump was the norm everywhere those kinds of attitudes and worse worse the norm everywhere I think it's okay for young folks and the progressive white folks and others who are attempting to deal with race I think it's okay for them to have feel good moments now some black people say ah, ah, ah. but remember why you're going rah, rah, rah. you're going rah, rah, because you're still angry which I was too over the days gone by but these are your supporters these are the people this is your choir mm-hmm. it is actually different mm-hmm. 
I want to actually reward people and build coalitions for making the attempts toward change. We need to acknowledge that a lot of folks out there have made attempts at change, are making attempts at change. A lot of folks out there are challenging the past. A lot of folks out there are moving forward and making this world better by looking at things like race closely and, and, and being introspective about their own feelings. So if the Academy Awards does this and allows us to have a feel-good moment about dealing with race, that I feel overall, and most importantly, that's a positive. Because the big issue with a lot of these things is that people have very, very specific opinions. And when they get into discussions, everybody tends to get very rigid and hold their their position. True. And that's not what we need in this world. We need to feel positive. So again, my take is that it was a feel-good moment, but that's okay. And we're moving forward despite Donald Trump. I'm Mario Hemsley. And this has been the news. Featuring Clueless. That's right. That's it. It's been the Clueless. The sight, sound, the body, heat. That's right. The good news, the bad news, and the other shit. Yeah. That was pretty good, man. Oh, thank you. All right. Pretty good. good. I mean, you hit the highs, you hit the high highs, you hit the lows, and you hit the woes. And the woe... Okay, let me just say this. Would you feel better if the Oscars had nothing that was controversial and totally, you will feel bad because you will right. want something to come right. out of it. That's why, why so I don't I'm want. looking for something. Totally, that's me. So I, I'll take it. I'll yeah, take right. it. All right. All right, take here's our musical break. We love to feature music from dig.ccmixter.org because this music is free, free to you. That means the music I'm about to play. In fact, the music I usually play on this show is free to you. This track right here by Love Shadow. Go get it. It's free. And we'll be right back with some sports. And the hot picks. I'm Mario Hemsley.
Por todo mi gente en todo el mundo Welcome Back Stereo Internet Television Vive la causa Yes, kiss. What are you waiting for? Yeah, never tell you this love shadow. Free music. Go to dig.ccmixter.org and get some of that. You ready for some sports, you guys? Mm. Yeah, let's hear some. Mm. Oh, that's right. It's time. It's time for Victor Allen's unique look at sports. We call it the new new sports. Victor Allen's weekly segment, a recurring part of the Morning Cup with Mario Show. And now here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the bald-headed man, rubbing head, make a wish, the one the ladies call sexual chocolate. Yeah! All right, sports. I like that, man. I like that. That was pretty nice. That's pretty I like that, man. That's cool. You know, I feel kind of bad, Mario, because we skipped the whole entire football season. So, oh. So I want you to understand what we did when we well, went to Well, we didn't skip it. We just we took We skipped off. the we whole watched it. my favorite sport. What's up, Living Sheep? What's up? She's I'll there. talk to you. I'll talk to you because, you know, what can I say? Madison, you're right, man. I'm clueless. Look, man. I'm going to ask this question first because it's just it's important to me. Why do the used to be back in the days best athletes sprinkle salt on today's athletes? And I won't even break it down. Why do they do that, Mario? Why? It's a natural thing of youth to challenge authority. And once the senior athletes put themselves in a position of authority for the young person's ego, and many of the same people that are now senior were exactly the same. Right. You know, Michael Jordan, all of them. A lot of them were known for their confrontational personalities. 
And so when I think you get all these people in, you know, the ladies will say, it's a big weenie contest, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's just, right. They're all wagging. They're all in, everybody's, everybody's who's the big in. weenie? Who's okay. the big weenie? Because right. their egos get in the way. And so that's why it commonly occurs and so you, to me you have to kind of compare it to the other folks who did some of the same things hold that thought I did what they call the quick insert for a subject that's going to come after the woman I'm about to position I just want to get that in to let you guys know that's on my mind more than the lead in subject but I had to hit this subject dealing with Steph Curry I'm not going to even get into what he did over this weekend with Oklahoma Thunder because I'll just say this you give any professional or any team that turns the ball over 20 times, they're going to have issues. So just let's just take it away like this. If you out-rebound a team by 20 rebounds and you turn the ball over 20 times, was it as much Steph Curry or did you beat yourself? And before I even get any further with that, I just needed to find out first before I go there. There's two things that's happening this year, and I want to know, in the end of the day, when we move on after this year, what will be more memorable? Will it be Kobe Bryant's tour or Steph Curry making a splash this year? Legacy is being made, and legacy is closing out. And when you start looking back, what legacy will stand out more? Especially with Steph, because if Steph can go further this year with what he's doing next year, then it's moot. But right now, he's he's doing things that we've never seen before. So, is this a legacy-making year for Steph Curry, more so than the legacy tour of Kobe Bryant and everybody cheering and opposing teams and fans? What do you think, Mark? Well, first of all, every legacy tour is a sleeper. <laughs> Just jacked up. It's every legacy <laughs> tour, by definition... Features a player at his worst. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. In other words, it features them as they're about to retire. Okay, out of all the legacy tours, what was the best one for I an athlete? They all pay me. Jabars. Jabars. Jabars was a killer. What? Okay. I, I, I would get nauseous. <laughs> and what was the thing of Jabars? It wasn't as orchestrated as a media event. Right. This one, it seems to be very coordinated as a media event, right. and that they bring a different level of cohesiveness to right. it than what you saw with the other one. So I don't know how to, to really evaluate it, because it seems like such a media event. But no, it's a sleeper. <laughs> That's jacked. I won't remember it at all. <laughs> I can't remember it now. <laughs> Steph Curry, it's, it's, it's beyond, it's beyond. And, and even though... The discussion that he gets to play in today's NBA, which isn't as physical, which doesn't, which has rules that allow, none of that explains why you would hit a shot, a three-pointer from four feet over the line. <laughs> okay, okay, I don't care if you do that in 1808 before there was basketball right. throwing a rock right. at a basket. Okay, right. when you start hitting stuff. That far shooting like that, Vic. Right. That that has nothing Eight. to do. Even in the old days of defense, no right. one was going to bump you right. at half court. No, and, and you okay, know what? I'm just saying. And it's going some to get, shit is just incredible. I'm, and I'm going to get into that part of it, but I had to do. So this. Steph Curry. Okay, Steph Curry. Now let me just say this, so you don't remember Michael J- Jordan's tour, right? 
his final year, which was not. No, because he didn't have one. He didn't have one. He had a final year. What happens is those are the ones that do it smart. (laughs) They just get to the end of the year retired. There is no tour. No, no, no. Good comparison. I never expect the final year of a retiring player to be better because of time and age. Got that. Now, let me just compare this because I think the pendulum for what Kobe's doing is swinging so far away from what people thought. Do you remember the best uh, producing year of Michael Jordan's career? Now, he's the airness now. He's the one that's air and Nike. All I know is that. Do you remember? When he came back from baseball, that he actually, unlike many, that's where they did the second three-peat, right? Right. As far as I remember, that's part of what makes the legacy kind of incredible. Right. That he came back and actually, I think, did three. did did three more right with a whole nother level of legacy so right. that's that's what makes him Michael now, Jordan now let me say this the year I remember Michael Jordan's best year was the year that he didn't go to the finals it was the year he was a one man wrecking crew and he was going up against the Boston Celtics okay. and I remember Larry Bird and he went in there and scored sixty right and he said that's not I love birds and I'm gonna kill this quote he says that's not Michael Jordan. That's God, Masters, Michael Jordan. That quote to me got me because he says, we did everything. And that's a championship team that's going, we couldn't stop right. it. So his best year for me, memorably, was that I year more. Guy, I remember that year. Yeah. Now here's Curry. He had the championship last year. Right. But he's producing better. He's about like regular season he's about right to now. Blow out his own record for three. Right. You know what I realized, Dick, during the game too. I, at one point when he had ten, right. I said that's thirty points in threes. <laughs> right. That's thirty points. Right. In threes, you right. guys. He ended up with like thirty six points or whatever. Right. right. In threes. Now, I don't even know what the other points were, but that was in the threes. Right. So, the, so, so the part that. Is this the iconic year for Steph when he has many more years? Considering health, he is susceptible to injury. That we'll get into later. Is is it a better year coming beyond this? He's still young. He's, right. He's so, still got, you know, we were saying in my day, he's still got pipe to leg. <laughs> you know what? I'm uh, taking myself out of that comment and that... Uh, we know what I mean. <laughs> okay, I'm leave that alone. All right, let me do this now because it's kind of clear. It's easy to go to Steph Curry than someone retiring. That's a no-brainer. But the reason why I'm giving Kobe credit, would you have appreciated Kobe going at it with his attitude, not taking no no talk, nothing less than perfection, being mad, angry with this team? Would that be more memorable for you this year? While they're losing, the way they're losing, no, that'd be a waste of time. So he, the attitude he's having right now is a better, memorable thing it's as it relates to what he's transferred his attitude. You're right, going out. Yes, you have. And I don't know if any retiring player who's done it like that. No, no. Even though Vic, it's a given when you think about it, though, that the like because you brought up the point. The ones that we most appreciated retired at the end of a peak moment. Therefore, you didn't have to suffer through a tour. Right. The tours mostly, to me, occur when the athletes need to have the coming of age moment of right. realizing that it's time. Right. And sometimes they should have had it like Jabbar right. or Kobe. Right. They should have had it before the season right. and retired. But they didn't. But having, having done that, I'm with you. I think Kobe's done the best job... 
Now, it's, to me, it is a modern day thing, right? The closeout tour, but I guess maybe it's not because wasn't it in other sports too? Did, I don't know Wayne Gretzky. I mean, there's people who did stuff. I think in other sports, most people did it for them. They really did. Joe Namath, right? Montana. They all did it. They all did stuff that we wish they had to stop. And some earlier. people get a pass when their tour time is right now. Let me tell you the tour time that's right now for somebody. But because he's surrounded by such great athletes, he's not isolated. But if you put him by himself now on the same players like the Lakers, would you feel the same way? Tim Duncan. You know how many great players are on that team and a coach? Take Tim Duncan, put him on the Lakers with the same cachet. No, be terrible. He, he, we will be seeing Tim in a way that we're going, okay, let it right, go. Right, because let it he go. would, well, let's assume that the Lakers organization wouldn't use him correctly. That you're assuming that. Because maybe they would. You know, maybe they would. Because, you know, he's 39. I'm just saying they could use him wisely just like, you know, they use him wisely now. They could the Lakers could make those they, same decisions, but they probably wouldn't. They not with the way it's set up. He right, gets to hide behind Kawhi. He has uh, he he's got three Hall the, of Famers the, on his right, team. But the Lakers could play him differently too. We talked about that. About this was part of our agreement disagreement with Powell Gasol, who right. left the Lakers and went right. had wonderful years. And I was still going right. like, wow, he sure looks good right. on this other team. Right. <laughs> said I right. which was what I was saying the whole time. I said. Right. Use him for what he does. Well, look, they're smart enough to go like this. In my last year, I'm not going to break my body down on my farewell tour. And I think Tim Duncan is going to say, as long as this team is intact, I have a limited role. I just say what Kobe's doing is smart because I'm going, if you're surrounded by what Phil, even Phil Jackson said in the past, man, the hardest thing to work is with the newbies because they don't have discipline and know all the playbooks of the NBA. So you have to go through that adjustment period. And very few come in and flash the very first year, second year, or third. So I'm just going to say right now, I'm giving Kobe more credit. Steph is still more memorable right now, but I'm giving Kobe credit because he swung the pendulum where I actually look forward to the retirement and what he's doing because I don't expect him to try to get up there and slang and bang the, what like he used to. Both of them get to retire, right? Yeah. With having played for one team. Right. Right? Right. First of all, that's a wonderful blessing yeah and that they've had at least what would appear to, to whatever degree you can have right right a positive relationship with their management yep for the most part okay so they've both had that I just think that imagine the conversation that that Tim Duncan gets to have from every Popovich. day every day. Popovich gets to tell him hey I know what you do you know me right I want you to play this role. Look at hey, the trust. Look, look at the trust. Would you like another ring on the way out? Because one thing Popovich can tell you, right? You you might just get you another ring on the way out. Lakers can't say that. Think about how often do you think Popovich probably talks to the owner of the Spurs based on this chemistry they have? Often? Oh, I don't know. I would assume often. I don't know what the, I don't even know about the ownership of the Spurs. Right, because, but they do have a cohesive team. They must be because where they communicate. They, they must be Vic it. because it's worked all these yeah, years, right? I mean, the proof is it's already been proven. It's been right. written. Right now, they are one of the most successful teams. They have demonstrated right. amazing consistency. Right now, amazing. Now watch this. Byron Scott has been uh, the Lakers coach for about two seasons, right? Yes. Jeannie Buss and Byron have talked. A total of three times. How do you know that? She reported it directly and said, I really don't know 
Byron intimate no name. comment no no, no comment. comment that's her direct quote no comment what, is that a good thing not to talk to the boss I, it depends how good the boss is some bosses it could be really great that you never hear from them wait a minute wait a minute I'm just saying. Wait, and other ones, it could be bad. Genie Depends was, on the boss. Wait, Genie was on the sideline when they won some championships. I I'm don't just know. letting you know, man. Just letting you know. Well, All right, let's go. That's where they belong on the sideline. Now, let's go back to what we entered this subject about when the old school talks. And I want to give respect because every time they, uh, they're they clamoring to have comparisons about the old school NBA, Steph Curry, you know, everybody give him his accolades. When they say Oscar Robertson, the only thing you ever really see is an older guy who a lot of people don't know and probably didn't get to play. A lot of time. He had big hands. That's the big O. And he's a walking triple-double back in his day. So, I'm going to show you three pictures all in a row, and I'm going to give you a question. Here are the people who had what they call conditions of why Steph Curry is doing well versus people who are saying he's just doing well. Oscar already said, I wish they played some defense. Coaches today don't know how to coach. Already, that's not winning right now. Let's go to the next picture. Isaiah, accolades. Accolade, he gave Steph, but he gave a condition. Defense, because Pistons, bad boy. Next picture. Cedric Ceballos, who didn't claim Lakers, he claimed Phoenix Suns and said, Barkley, Dan Marley and I, Kevin Johnson, would have whooped ass on the uh, on Warriors today. So, Mar, I want you to go through those three and say if you had to listen to the one that's the the best validator of the argument of, well, I can see their point. Who would be the one that you say, okay, straight, I can understand, well, I can f- go for, I can go with. What, let's make sure we're clear what the argument is, because if is is the argument that. Is the what is the argument? Is the argument that the players today, the scoring players, have it easier? The style of play because they eliminated the the aggressive defense and the rules. Now you can't put your hands on anybody right. and check. That's not Steph Curry's fault that the rules he came into those rules. Right. So he's playing with the rules that's allowed. It does. See, it depends. That's why I said it depends on what the argument is. If the argument is or were people more complete players, you could have the discussion differently. And this exists for every sport. Boxing, football, they changed the hash marks. Right. Everything. Right. They changed the blocking, the way offensive linemen can use their arms, pass mm-hmm. rush. So everybody can have this in every sport, okay? <laughs> that discussion is why it's not even fair. You could argue about wait, boxing. Wait, wait. Now they got steroids and year round trainers. Let, I mean, we can take me, this to let, the end. Let me say this Oscar Robinson, when he said, none of the coaches know how to coach today, you know, that includes Popovich and Phil Jackson. Well, Okay. Yeah, and I don't know that. I would say that I that's the part I but again, you're to me you're allowed to be to make mistakes and and No, I don't agree with that. I think they do I think you coach a different I think the game is different. Right. I think you could come in with what Oscar says. Right. And first of all, it wouldn't work because you wouldn't even get anywhere with the players. Do you think so? The first thing is that he couldn't do it his way because today's world is different. You can't even get the players to play; you'd have a mutiny. Second of all, they, the game is different. 
The travel's different. Everything's different. So that's the part they don't allow for. It's just not comparable. And they jump higher because they had shorter pants back in the day. They jump that's higher the because they've had all those years of steroids. <laughs> that's cool. They've had all those years of steroids. <laughs> okay. And year, they've been on steroids since high school and lifting weights and all that stuff since junior see, high. See, see, see. I'm just saying. I'm not I, saying all of them, but I'm saying... It's a different world. You don't end up with a... Why don't they have anybody in the old days looking like Dwight Howard? No one. No one. Not a single player. Wait a minute. Right? Remember when there was no players like that. Look, I agree. (laughs) But you know what? If you go look at... And I'm going to date myself because my parents will watch this show and I was forced to watch it. As far as I was concerned, you being in shape was watching uh, 50-year-old Jack LaLanne on TV doing jumping jacks. And he was considered in shape flat stomach and everything else if you look at it now time time already evolves because there's always this elevation of techniques application industry technology all of it comes together and athletes now they got the crossfit games that are worldwide where these are people who are not necessarily professional athletes and in particular sports that we follow, but they just love to exercise and that became oh, its own and competition drugs and that, but, but, yeah, I understand that but also Vic Year-round training, right? That was one of the biggest things that yeah. changed sports. True. Once they decided to never go out of shape, right? Remember when people used to go out of shape for the summer or whatever, right? Or they would go out of shape in the off season, right? Once sports became a never go out of shape routine, then it was <laughs> that was it. You're all the other science, the dietary, everything workouts. Let me say one thing. About that comparison before you move on. I totally dismissed Cedric Sabalos. <laughs> I tell that's the most idiotic and even Charles would say that's idiotic. But if you wanted to make the discussion about complete players, but that wasn't the discussion. No, it wasn't. I have to give Isaiah Thomas a certain amount of homage because he and certain other people were known for their defense despite their lack of size. Of course. And that's amazing about Isaiah Thomas. Remember, right. he gave Magic Johnson a hard time. Well, Look he, at him. Well, yeah, he did. Look at him. He did. He gave Magic but, Johnson but, a hard time. But and the day, and Larry Bird and the, and here's here goes the <laughs> here goes the point. Still in all, I'm pretty sure there were some players before then who said, "Look how these brothers play. What's all this? What's all this elbowing, knocking people down, ready to fight back in our day?" We played organized basketball. We didn't have to do this. You don't think they talked the same way during yeah, that Yeah, but that, that's it's the relative, stuff that's right? bullshit, right? <laughs> right? They also did a bunch of dirty shit which shouldn't have been in the game. Right. It's all of that. It's all, right. all of that. They all also right. were out drinking the night okay. before games. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So, so, so far, if you had to follow somebody, you're going to say Isaiah. And let me just say this. The players know better. There was a quote with Phil Jackson also. About uh, Mahmoud, I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, Mahmoud. Mahmoud, I can't remember his name. boo 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 Yeah, and, 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 it, and it was genius because he stirred up the pot and it was cool. Still in all, it is so difficult to blame a player that goes, so here's a message. All new players coming in the league right now, you will never be compared to the ones before you because the rules have changed. So no matter how hard you play and what you do, yeah. That's I don't believe in that. I think that's the wrong attitude to take. That's just me. I'm with you. It's just like they're still arguing whether uh, whether or not uh, Jack Johnson could have. <laughs> you know what? You I mean, search, in boxing, search they're back, arguing search stuff from way back right. in the day. Hey, oh, he went up in his box. Searching. Daddy, right. been up there. Search. 
Rocky Marciano hey. would have beat Joe Lord. I, 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 I would have said this. That, that, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson would have beat him. I'm saying what Jack did would make Muhammad Ali look like how long? Like a, look like an intern. How he challenged. Right in the late 1800s, I mean, I'm going to want to get in the subject what he did, man, and he didn't care. I'm just saying that. All right, going to go to these quick, okay. what they call four. Oh, cool. oh, I- got 40 seconds here. I'm going to see how fast you are with these uh, quick Q and A's. I call that 10 seconds or less, and see how fast you are with it, Mario. It's real quick, simple. Here we go. Will the L.A. Lakers win more than 25 games next season? Yes or no? Yes. By how much? A lot. How many games do you think they'll win? I think they're going to be respectable. Give me a number. 40, you know, 40, 41 games is 500. They'll win 30 games. Okay, plus five. My, I mean, my number is going to say they'll struggle in the 20s. I'm going to say in the 20s. Yeah, I think they'll be a better team once they can focus specifically. Okay. All right. Next one up. Will Peyton Manning retire? I thought it was a done deal. They said it's coming out this weekend, any day. Okay, good. Which follows up, will Peyton Manning retire with his legacy unblemished? I mean, that's a matter of opinion. That's with Tom Brady. I mean, what's unblemished? They can't... I. No one seems to be remembering Kobe's indiscretions. Yeah, he'll retire unblemished. See? They when mostly Tom, retire unblemished. unblemished. Right. Very good. Very good. All right. Will the Cleveland Cavaliers make it to the NBA Finals? They're, no. They're going through some problems right now. Yeah, yeah. they haven't really had it. Mm-hmm. Not really. They, well, they can't again, find a mojo. But on the other hand, I'm not who... F- Toronto's making a mad dash. Who from the East? Toronto right now. They wow, just, all unproven. But Toronto, year I know. after year, I know. I gets know. better and better, and I they know. just beat them. Hard for me to rank and, to, to say I believe in Toronto. Right, right. I and, can't be the first one for that. And the Boston Celtics are showing you how draft picks are done when they come and accomplish the development and how they're producing their third in the I East. I told right you now. I liked them before. Yeah. I liked this, But again, I go, it's hard to embrace that as your choice. Isn't there you it? go. All right, I'm done, man. That was my new new sports for 2016 launch, kickoff, and more. All Damn. right, you guys. Oh, that's Victor Allen's new new sports. A unique neo-urban fan perspective of sports. Written, produced, directed by our own Victor Allen, the ball-headed man. Love is here to make a wish. A recurring segment of the Morning Coffee with Mario show. Come on down. Join us in social media. Vic is out there. Go to new new sports. Go to Victor Allen. You can find it. You can find us here. Thanks to TV. I could talk about, and I was at all the time, talk about MMA, CrossFit, all of it. I just can only squeeze in so much, you guys. I can only squeeze in so much. So, other than that, man, we're getting ready for the hot picks, you guys. That's right, hot picks! It's, it's coming. The most beautiful dark-skinned women. This is part one of probably ten parts. Black of the berry, the sweet of the juice.
morning, have your melon, your fruit. you guys it's that time it's that time for the hot picks man you know what i want you guys to know something i objectify myself first before i do anyone else so that makes it fair for me to sit back and recognize beautiful women of all types and today because i've been trying to do this for the longest and just say dark-skinned women considered dark-skinned about to say i already started looking (laughs) who says these are dark that's the whole point. Hey, they look wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. See, the part I love about this is that all the categories, it's amazing, Mario. What is dark, and you know this. You can, white folks you can, you can, get, you can get around a different group, and dark to one group is light and vice versa. For those of you who are not black, this is your chance to enjoy an introduction <laughs> to African American culture. That's wrong. Next year you'll be able to impress wait, your wait, friends wait. at the cocktail no, no, party. No, no, wait a minute. I got, I got a comeback for that. Do you know that when you're watching certain shows, I mean, TV is not the model, but when you watch certain shows and they're describing something on a detective show, and they say, "Oh, uh, what was she like? Oh, she was, she was dark, or he was dark, darker skin, but oh, still dark and handsome, and, ca- to white and Caucasian, still dark, tall, <laughs> relative." All right, right. <laughs> that means Omar Sharif. <laughs> right. I don't know. Whatever. So here's the rules. This is it because we surprise some of our people who usually follow us because we did this special show. So Mario, this is the condition. They're all beautiful to me. And you're only going to vote not 1 to 10. It's either 10 or nothing. They don't get a 10. They don't get anything at all. No score. And you and I will vote on it because, of course, I submit it. But I have to be objective as well. And if there is a tie, we will break that tie in the end. So it's just you and I. You ready for this? I think so. I got both hands in my pockets and I'm counting change. I'm also... Taking any numbers from Meerkat or Periscope. So if all of a sudden you guys chime in and just drop a 10, I have to count that number because that's reality. If anybody in my Meerkat happens to vote, I'll tell you that too, Vic, because I've got Kathy918 Adams and uh, I am some. Right. Right. They're all there, along with Living Sheik. And for those who may be watching on PacStudio.mobi, my Periscope... Temperature ran high. Phone says so long. That's it, man. So here we go. First lady up. Got to give it to her, Kelly Rowland. It's very simple. I don't have to explain to you who she is. This is about beautiful dark-skinned women. Now you could contest dark. I bet I would if they call themselves dark. (laughs) I think they would. I like her B cup. I give her ten. So you understand. That, that, that you give a name. 10, not too many can beat Kelly now. Well, you said it starts. No, well, uh-huh. I, don't, right. I don't think she's up All there. Right. All right. Now, I don't want to be the one that turns around. Not, are we supposed to, even though this, are we supposed to judge just this picture? Just, see, remember, there's other pictures. There's dark skin. That's what I'm saying. Dark skinned 
and the only thing you're doing is taking a photo. And I realize this too. Look, I'm gonna be real. real. And we gotta give you a know, ten. You know how ten. you know how easy it is to go get everybody in bikinis. But I realize that you have to if show... it's that damn easy... Show well, diversity. You got to show diversity. Oh, man. Do you know most women would like to be seen in a beautiful gown more so than... Yeah, we like to see you out of the gown. <laughs> That's wrong. Is that right. the way it always works? That's wrong. Okay. Pretty much. All right. I'm going to follow your lead on this one, Kelly. She's a 10. Yes, a 10. You said right. it's either a 10 or not, so I've got to lean toward the 10. Yeah. I might now, have given it, her a 9 point something. That, but you can. You can do that, but okay. it won't be marked down. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's go to number two. Ah, Keith Sha Sharp. It's that simple. She has a look. Now, remember now, I want you to put yourself in the position. She's considered dark skin. Not for my day. Maybe I'm too old. You got to leave your age out. Half of black day. people wouldn't. You they would have lame. to leave your age and, and, out yeah, of it because she looks fairly. You know, you cocoa. But you they do, give you the brown paper bag, <laughs> brown bag test. Wait a minute. You you do know you, that if you if you was dark if you was darker than the brown bag. You know what they do. They do lighten up the pictures. It's preferred that they do that. Poor Ray Charles. Uh, <laughs> Ray, Ray Charles. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> no, you know, you know my man. Uh, <laughs> Nat King Cole, all of them. I, right. Okay, she's a 10, though. Oh, So a 10. She's a 10. Keisha Sharp is a 10. I ain't seen a dark one yet. Excuse me. Excuse me. Remember 10. Photo. You're confusing the white people. <laughs> okay. Those Asians are scratching their heads. <laughs> I thought she was a lover, bro. Wait a minute. I'm just saying. Hey, hey, I'm with you. You guys ten. think these are dark? 10. It's 10. I thought the white people expressed themselves, too. They're not... They are. Well, I'm, I don't know. I went to Wait school, and I think those are not really dark. I wonder if the source came from. <laughs> Did it come from a darkie? You know, that's wrong. <laughs> Let me stop. Let's go. All right, let's go into the third. Our next contestant of Beauty of Color. I like her theme, Serena Reader. Takes you back a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I had something like that back in the day. <laughs> Is she dark enough for you? She ain't dark. <laughs> She's not dark enough for you. That's brown. It's relative. Okay. You got to be in the middle. Ten. <laughs> That's another ten, right? I need to look at her closely. I need to examine other parts of her body to determine her darkness. Okay. Wait a minute. What do you guys think? The- thematically, you like that outfit? She's yeah, it might be. The- I was there. I had my afro. Now I got this. <laughs> what can okay. I say? All right. So, here's the one where I'm going, dang, man, I like She's nice. That's because she's probably ten feet tall. I have, you know, why I'm going. I have to do this. I got to go nine point five. So I can't put down the, t- can't put nothing oh, down. Oh, so we're supposed to give no, her no, a no. score. No, but no, they don't you don't have to. It doesn't get marked down. She, I'm just letting you know how close she got. Cosmopolitan. She just got close because I want to see more. Well, okay. So that's the best thing to do. So, so I he has to get your clothing in the picture he chose. Drop. <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong. This is cold. All right, man. All right, let's go to the next one. I want to see how you go. Oh man. Lanisha Cole, straight staring at you. Whitest teeth I've ever come across, yeah, man, man. Now we're talking about beautiful, you know what? Dark-skinned women. That's that dark. Is you that know, dark? It's sort of darkish. You know what? I like that makeup and her mouth. You like? I'm still focused on that mouth, but the eyes are cool too. Okay, now, I know she's the a mouth, ten. That mouth attracts me more than the rack. I know she's a ten. She's a ten. Right, right. I'm right. already thinking about the children. All right, I I have a ten. Thinking as about well. the children. Okay, see, it's easy, and I wanted to do, do this Kathy? because beauty is not just seeing 
skin from top to bottom, right? It's also in the eyes and the face. Yeah, beauty's the inner right. spirit. And See, this is jacked up. How your pubes it's look. It's quality, man. It's quality. It's all, all about right. the pubes. So let's keep going. All right. All right, let's go to the next. For those who like a little bit more, Trey Taylor. Very simple. Yes, that is she back is she Only the headshot. Out of everyone else, you picked the one that shows you the less body. What no, does that show you? No head, no backstage pass. <laughs> That's wrong. That's wrong. That's this is George Clinton. Hey, let me say Not this. my quote. Let me say this. You and I are in the both on the same book. That's number one for me. Benicia. Why? Why? I say, Everything's in the eyes, man. I've, it's, the eyes. It's, and it is it's sexual. Eyes, it's it's a, all She seduced eyes. me with her eyes. You know what? Her eyes and her mouth have seduced me. I become like putty in her hands. There you go. Even I wouldn't call it putty. It, it, isn't it simple? You can have... I'm going to do More this like with it. Mario because he does this a lot of times. <laughs> you can turn around and have a woman stare at you with a pair of breasts. And not looking at her face. But you have a different impact if she turns around and looks like this face. And she's looking at you. You won't even look at anything else. You'll you'll be happy starting there. Well, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's it. We are done. That's hot picks on the quick and easy, you guys. I will do another women of color, most beautiful, because there's such a wide range. But remember now, I will do this super dark skin segment also done hot picks everybody <laughs> hot picks well we want to thank you guys for tuning in to morning coffee well thank all my meerkat people I am I can't I try to read I am my some some Kathy Knight 18 Adams living, living chic. chic all our regular folks thank you for being there thank you for being part of the broadcast remember we are here at TV. The sight, sound, the body, heat coming to you live all the time. Yeah, done deal. My exit. Yeah. Uh, what's the we end? haven't done this show uh, since before fall. I think September. It's been that long. We will not have a break like that again. Not like that with morning calls. Not cool. We'll see you guys. Peace and hair grease. Yeah. Come on. And we like to say on the way out, ain't nobody got our DNA. Come on. First off, I'm not your regular dude. I bust moves like a young MC. Yeah, soda, that will be me. Got me thinking about putting down the mic one day. Then I get some more love. for the love I gotta play. Hey, what can I say? I'm a Leo to the finish, man. I love God, so my faith won't diminish me. Once I step up to the mic, I speak truth. Hip-hop wasn't designed to expose the black you. But somewhere along the lines, we dropped the ball again. I mean, that man in the mirror, yeah, that ball dude. But now I'm back to write the wrongs of my past world. So long as this on my wrist like my name's Earl Articulate my thoughts clearly like Professor Les Do you remember Rap City with Dijon and Les? I'm looking at the front door, bless the main source You fool, yeah, wait till I hit you with the main course I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did You know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money grow essential I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did You know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money grow essential I'm individual, nobody's got my
shit alone You like my raps, but really I write songs I like to do it like this once in a while To show some versatility and make you all smile It's been a long time coming, I know, I feel it too The more I take a break, it's like the more I break through With my time and space, boy, funk, I'm on point You bless this microphone every time I annoy The pen, the pad, I face the bad head on Escape inside the music, see my diaries, a song and song Till I write my next verse, then I go again Into the studio, I feel I gotta flow again This ain't just music to me, it's like my recipe To be honest, it's more creative tranquility This ain't just music to me, it's like my recipe To be honest, it's more creative tranquility I was spitting when you was a kid You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be in the solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA I was spitting when you was a kid You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be in the solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA They say they get me, I don't think they ever got me My name's Kowalski, but they call me Kawasaki I'm a line of funds, but in real life I'm more like Chachi Marcola, I told you, I'm funky like granola Bars, can't you see that I'm a star Who pumps his own gas in the cold really fast As I pass on your gold digging stash I'd rather make my own money, not advance me loan money I was spitting on you cause I cared You do what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be on the solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA I was spitting on you cause I cared You do what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be on the solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA So there you have Nobody's got my DNA Peace, love, thank you, Neil Pollard. Thank you, E. Mitchell. See y'all next week. Remember, check out Pastel.tv, Pastel.club, Pastel.mobi. See ya. Peace. See you guys. We will not.